Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 16 of Gaming the System. I'm doing great, I'm finally back in Thailand. I've just come back from 10 days in Vietnam. It was an awesome time. It was a great experience to travel to a different city and start again, <laughs> like I did with Chiang Mai a few months ago. And yeah, it was just, a, I can't wait to do it again in the future. I've only been back a day or two, but we had some friends come and stay in Chiang Mai and I spent a bit of time with them and a discussion came up in our conversation all about where I'd been over the last couple of years, where I where I started from, where I am now and how I kind of got to this point and it prompted me to make an episode <laughs> about it because I know I did a story episode last week about my relapse but I want to share my experience going from a position where I was in a really terrible mental state, suffering from horrible depression, anxiety, constant relapses, lack of direction and clarity, to a point where I'm able to wake up every day feeling fulfilled, where I'm able to overcome my problems and obstacles, and I'm able to act with clarity and focus and be productive every single day while living in Thailand and I thought maybe it could help some people who are unable to kind of see a way out from where they are maybe they feel like nothing will ever get better nothing will ever change and so yeah so hopefully hopefully you get something from it I haven't really planned anything out usually I have some kind of a script (laughs) but I just I just thought I'd talk to you and share my experiences with with where I've come from because I've never really talked about me. Um, I've never really talked about my story, what I did, and how I overcame my problems. And they were numerous. (laughs) I'll probably start a couple of years ago. I just got a new job working as a restaurant manager in a city. My friend asked me if I wanted to help him out with a new startup restaurant that he was making. And because I was working at a restaurant at the time, all I was doing was being a waiter Uh, washing dishes, doing what I could to make some money. I thought it was a great opportunity for me to build some experience, try something new, and I I had an interest in entrepreneurship and business from back in university, something I've always been developing, and so it sounded like a great fit for me. The first few months of getting there were amazing. We had plans to open the restaurant um, just about a month after I got there. So it would have been September, I think, we wanted to open. And I was I was positive, I was happy, I was productive, I was going to the gym every day, I was getting out in nature, going hiking regularly and doing photography and it was it was a fantastic few months. And then I moved out into my own place and uh, it was the first time I'd ever moved into my own flat aside from university, but I don't think that really counts. And yeah, it, it was an amazing time in my life but there was one big problem 
the restaurant wasn't anywhere near finished and as it would turn out it wouldn't open for another nine months after the original date during this time i was still getting paid but i wasn't really doing much work like i was doing some stuff for the restaurant designing things building things helping out making decisions strategizing marketing whatever but generally it wasn't much work each week and you might think that's incredible i get to do whatever i want and still get paid a full wage but let me tell you it is absolute hell without that reason to wake up in the morning without that drive to feel like you're contributing to something and making a difference and building something and actually working hard your life starts deteriorating very fast you don't have a focus you don't have a clear vision of what you're doing and the days start blurring together the only outlet i had for entertainment was video games and a bit of music playing guitar um and i didn't really have much of a social circle i spent most of my time indoors which was a big mistake on my part but it was it was because i was i felt like i i could do it anything i want and so the only thing i wanted to do was play video games because i was extremely addicted to them and that's what my mind went to so after a few months of this i started getting into twitch streaming I didn't really have much to do, <laughs> so I thought, why not? This game had just come out that I, I fell in love with. Um, it was like a an indie game. And as it turns out, I was pretty damn good at it. And I was actually one of the first people to try and speedrun the game. Or I popularized speedrunning for this game. And so I thought I'd try Twitch streaming because it seemed like people were pretty interested. One of my posts went pretty viral on the subreddit for the game. And I got like a hundred followers in the first day or two of making my Twitch channel. And within two weeks, I'd become an affiliate and I was regularly getting about 40 or 50 viewers, which if you have any experience with Twitch, you'd know that's kind of incredible. And in my first month, I made just over a hundred dollars, which was ridiculous. <laughs> I had regular subscribers. I was getting raided for like 800 people every week and things were pretty great i was fairly successful and i think if i carried it on for a long time and dedicated my time to it i could have made something of it so why did i stop well what i didn't really tell my audience was that in order to attract the kind of audience that would watch me mainly the americans i had to stream ludicrous hours uh, i usually stream from 7 p.m till 4 a.m Sometimes I'd stream much longer from, say, 2pm to 4am, and I would only eat takeaway food. I'll couple, with, couple this with the fact that my rent was really high, my takeaway food was expensive, I was drinking a lot, because obviously you work in a restaurant, you meet restaurant, or you meet bar people, like in the, in the cocktail scene, and all that stuff. And so, I was drinking a lot, I was eating terrible food that was expensive and my rent was high so I was flat out broke every month I was living paycheck to paycheck which is partly another reason I tried to do streaming <laughs> and things actually got so bad 
at one point that I would wake up at about 1pm and I would just eat ice cream and whipped cream <laughs> for breakfast. Uh, um, God, I, I just, I'd drink some water, I'd, I'd go to the toilet and then I'd just put the can of whipped cream in my mouth, get a few spoons of Ben and Jerry's out of the tub and just put Twitch on or YouTube and eat ice cream first thing is when I woke up and that's not something I've ever told anyone um, until I talked to my friend yesterday actually and it reminded me of that and it was that was probably the lowest point of my life actually because that went on for a week at least my breakfast consisted of ice cream whipped cream and maybe some cereal but I wouldn't even eat the cereal properly I'd just grab it out of the box and I would eat a whole box at a time sometimes like there's we've got a cereal called Crave in the UK or there's another one called Curiously Cinnamon which is like the most British name for cereal you could imagine but it was I'd just grab it out of the box and watch a Twitch stream first thing when I went oh god think it is. <laughs> Thinking back on it is so embarrassing and disgusting. There's no wonder I was depressed, like horribly, horribly depressed. And I think this was around about April or May uh, last year. Yeah, it was last year. So about 18 months ago. And oh man, that was not a good time for me. <laughs> and so I had to, I took a break from streaming because eventually things got so bad. I just had to stop and told my audience I'm taking a break I'm burnt out bearing in mind I'd racked up about 250 hours in this game in a month I think it was which is what almost it's like 60 plus hours a week and the work I'd picked up in the restaurant I was training staff I was designing menus I was helping out in the restaurant more getting everything sorted because we were getting we were getting close we were a month or two from opening, so things had picked up, and I was still playing a hell of a lot. It was it was crazy, so I had to take a break from Twitch. My job started, the restaurant opened, things were great. Um, I did play less video games, but while I had that motivation, that direction, in some way, after nine months of nothing, I'd kind of lost a lot of the, the passion that I had for the business. And so I was still unmotivated to do my best. I was uh, I, I was still depressed. I was still anxious. But at least I was working, I guess. Um, my health did improve. I was meeting people every day. Customers, talking to people, eating more healthy. But I, I still wasn't happy. And I was still broke. As, as hell. Like, <laughs> so, so poor. And... The restaurant started, but <laughs> much to the chagrin of my boss, about a month or so after it started, I had to leave for three weeks. Now, this is something I've mentioned before, but uh, previous the previous year, before I even knew about going to Canada, uh, before I even knew about starting in this restaurant, I, on a whim, booked a three-week-long expedition to the Yukon in Canada. If you don't know where the Yukon is, it's like far in the northwest. We were kind of in the middle of Alaska and 
British Columbia. If you draw a line up through, <laughs> if you try draw a line north from Vancouver, and then go from the middle of the Yukon, uh, the middle of Alaska, sorry, that's where we were. It was near a place called Kino City, in McQuestan Lake. But basically, I'd gone on this three-week expedition with the British Exploring Society, and so I had to leave the restaurant. I mean, th- these three weeks were nothing short of life-changing for me. I I don't say it lightly, really. I It was absolutely... It was a turning point for me, 100%. The person who I was before I went, unmotivated, depressed, anxious, unhealthy, and addicted to gaming, and compare that to the person I was when I finished after three weeks of hiking and camping in the mountains with absolutely no technology aside from a camera and <laughs> like binoculars <laughs> and a GPS. <laughs> that was the only technology we had. The person who I was after that, full of clarity and I had a vision and a focus and motivation and I was happy and I was healthy and my sleeping pattern was fixed and no cravings to play video games and I'd made new friends and god my god I was in such a good place mentally physically emotionally spiritually whatever you want to say I was I was in an amazing place in every aspect of my life and you can imagine how pumped I was to get back and really focus on the restaurant on my side projects of music and writing and all these things that I love doing and then I get back to the UK, I turn on my phone for the first time in three weeks, and I found out that I'd lost my job. I had been fired while I was away, and I had no idea. I hadn't been paid, and as we know, I was broke. So when my rent tried to go out, it failed. I had messages from my landlord asking me to pay rent, but I couldn't. I, I I owed him a lot of money, and I just physically couldn't pay it, and so I had to move out of my flat. So in that space, in that short space of time, I'd lost my job, my flat, and I had to move back home with my parents. And I know I said that ice cream (laughs) breakfast week was one of my lowest points but I think this ranks as pretty low as well what did I do well I play video games (laughs) I had a short period where I play video games after moving back to my parents house I didn't really know what to do with myself I was it was kind of a blur I was in a in a trance almost in a daze and almost on a snap decision I found Game Quitters again. I decided to go back to the website for whatever reason. Um, I think I started a journal again. And I had this decision to learn how to code. Now, in the past, when I tried to learn to code on the side, I'd absolutely hated it. I even had to do it during my time at university when I was studying physics. Uh, We had a module on programming mathematical equations to calculate things like orbits and um i don't know things to do with the sun i I can't even remember maybe like asteroid projecting their their um 
their orbits around the sun. I don't know, but it was complicated and annoying. And I hated it. I got someone else to do all my work for me, which is probably why I dropped out of university. But that's another story, maybe for another time. Uh, <laughs> so I made this decision to learn how to code while I got my old job back in the restaurant where I was waiting on tables, I was serving drinks, and I was washing dishes. Again, whatever I could do to make money. Now, every bit of free time I get, I go through online courses. I think I went through Code Academy and Free Code Camp. Um, if you're interested in coding, I might do an episode on it. Let me know if that's something you want to know know about. Um, send me an email, james at gamequitters.com. Um, about my process I went from learning, from knowing absolutely nothing to learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript and becoming a front-end web designer, which I actually managed to accomplish in just under four months, I think it took me to get my first client, uh, which was an absolute fluke. Like, <laughs> I happened to be talking to my boss at the restaurant about what I was doing. I was working on the side to learn how to design websites and she offhandedly mentioned it to her accountant who happened to need a new website. And that's how I got my first client. So remember guys, it's who you know, <laughs> not what you know. Because I I didn't, I had no idea how to design a website. None, like absolutely no idea. And I just said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Why not? It'll be fun. As it turns out, it went pretty well. Two months after that, I actually left my job as a waiter and became a full-time freelance web designer. Funnily enough, I was when <laughs> when I started at the restaurant uh, after losing my job, they asked me how long I was planning on coming back for. Like, did I have any future plans? And I told them, I don't really know. Um, I'm learning to to program or code. Um, but I'd probably say around about six months or so that I planned on being there. And <laughs> I checked when I left. It was exactly to the day six months uh, that I actually left that job. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Soon after that, I got back in touch with Cam because uh, he was asking for people in the UK to testify in front of the UK Parliament about video game addiction. And I thought, why not? <laughs> and through this, it turns out that Cam was actually in the UK at the time. And so I met up with him after this. And he offered me a job with Game Quitters. And the rest, they say, is history. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it was that between then, starting work as Game Quitters, and now, I think... That five months was so up and down and sideways and back to front and in and out and everything, <laughs> everything else. I drove Cam crazy during that time. I was relapsing through video game addiction. I was depressed. I was struggling to be productive and to get work done. And I'd constantly miss deadlines to come up with excuses. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> Looking back on it. Like, I feel, I feel terrible about it. I feel like I disrespected a lot of people in my life. But without those experiences, I wouldn't have grown to where I am today. 
which is still working with game quitters, but I'm a lot more productive. I'm a lot more focused and driven and motivated, and I'm even starting my own side projects again, and life is great. It is. It really is great, and I've just signed up for a new visa to get one year in Thailand, and so I'm pumped to to make this year incredible. 2020 is going to be my year, like 100%. You're going to see game quitters grow to new heights. You're going to see me grow to new heights. You're going to see some incredible stuff coming out this side of uh, coming out of this side of the world. But at that period of five months, without developing those skills, I wouldn't have the self awareness that I have now to bounce back from the relapse that I did recently, um, which I talked about in the last episode. Um, I relapsed after eight months being game free and that self-awareness allowed me to bounce back, get back into things super quick because I actually relapsed earlier that year in that period of five months and the few months after that were awful. I was depressed and anxious and unproductive. It coincided with when I was going to Thailand and I wasn't even excited about leaving. I wasn't excited about starting this new life and... Yeah, it was it was not a good time, but without that, without all of those struggles, without losing my job, without going through rock bottom, without being depressed for months and months and never seeing the light at the end, never seeing a way forward, not having any drive to better myself, not even showering. There was there was a time oh god, there was <laughs> I'm remembering bits from my time working in that restaurant. Not necessarily the restaurant itself, but what I was doing at home. I couldn't even be bothered to take out my trash or wash up. So I had no plates to use and I stopped cooking. And this is when I started ordering takeaway every day. The smell in my room was horrendous. I had rotten food in my fridge that I wasn't throwing away. And all these takeaway meals I'd be having once or even twice a day. All the the packaging, the bags, the containers, I'd just throw on the floor behind my chair at the desk. Because I couldn't even be bothered to go and put them in a bin. Or take out the bin and then put them in the bin uh, to throw away. So this, this pile just accumulated over time. I should have taken a picture of it. But it was... <sighs> It got to a point where I had to push stuff out of the way to get to my desk. And you just saw flies swarm out of these bags. And, oh, God. I'm picturing it now in my head. And the smell of the bin covered in flies. And the washing up just all over the side. And... <laughs> I... Yeah, I. It's not something I like to to relive, in my mind. It's not it's not a place that I like to go back to. It's. Yeah, hopefully. You're not in as bad a position as I was. I mean, you might even be worse off. There's a good chance that you are. And, you might not think that things could possibly, ever get better. That there's no way out of the situation you're in now that your life will never improve, that you're, you're destined to stay like this forever. 
which is what you think at the time. You don't have the motivation to even get motivated to better yourself. You might want to be a different person. You might know that you don't want to live this life, but you just can't bring yourself to to make a change, to start altering things in your day-to-day life, even as simple as getting out of bed and showering and, and keeping your flat clean, something as as basic as that. I, I can't really convince you that things will change. But hopefully hearing my story and seeing the things that I did, the things that I went through and getting to the place that I am now through what I can only describe as radical action after rock bottom which is all I can describe that expedition as. If I didn't sign up to that expedition, I had no idea where I'd be at that point in July of 2018, but I still signed up. I couldn't afford it. It was like £4,000, but I found the money by working as a waiter. And if it wasn't for that, I genuinely do not know if I'd be alive right now. There There were times during that year where where I had um where I'd had thoughts about about um yeah about <laughs> ending things and things got so bad that I didn't I didn't really see how my life could go any differently and if I would have had to deal with losing my job and l- losing all my money and losing my flat I don't sorry <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't know if I would have made it through it I don't know I don't know if I would have found some inner strength or determination I, I honestly don't know but fortunately I did it I didn't flunk out of it I didn't quit at the last minute for once I didn't say I don't feel like it even though my mental state was not in the place to go on a three-week expedition to the remotest parts of Canada I think we were like three hours from the nearest shop or a piece of civilization uh, if I didn't stick through with it and and take the action to actually go on that trip I never would have experienced that life-changing turnaround and I really owe that that expedition in the British Exploring Society a hell of a lot. I owe them my life, basically. That's not to say you have to do something that radical, but going from the lowest point of my life to the highest point of my life and then absolute rock bottom within the space of three or four weeks really helped me put into perspective what I was going through and gave me it ignited something inside me gave me that spark and helped me to find the clarity and focus that I'd needed to really turn myself around for the better and here I am I'm in Thailand I'm having an incredible time it's all because of that decision once I got back to never settle for less than what I wanted to be Never settle for lower standards than you think you deserve. 
and never stop until finally reach that point where things come together and things finally work themselves out. You you had no idea where the end goal was. You couldn't see three months in front of you, but you kept going and you kept sticking with your plan. You stuck with what you knew would work. Consistent hard work and motivation and dedication and eventually you know that you'll get to the place where you deserve to be and hopefully if you're in the position that I was in that rock bottom I really hope that you get out of it one day you can find yourself find it within yourself to break out of that cycle and really create the life that you deserve so thanks for listening to my story guys i hope it helps someone i genuinely do it's it's not easy to put myself out there and share a lot of personal things about me so hopefully someone it resonates hopefully it resonates with someone and you find some solace in the fact that people that you can change your life and it is it really is in your hands thanks for listening and until next time peace thanks again for listening to this episode of gaming the system the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by game quitters as always if you enjoyed the episode make sure to share it around to family members friends or anyone you think could benefit and don't forget to leave a review it's super helpful Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere. And if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website. It's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope. And remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.